Heart of your day is here. Break is ready. Let's go. I am your host, Chris DeBacker, and joining me is a man who has often been described as a human declaration of independence. He is bold. He is confident. He is an American icon that empowers each one of us to live our dreams every day. It's Scott Blakemore. And also joining us today is a man who is like an authentic Mexican burrito. He is hot, he is spicy, and yes, he may be a little soft and cheesy, but he is oh so good. It's my guy, Joe Crupper. Are you a spicy food guy, Joe? I am not a spicy food guy. Not even a little bit. I'm more cheesy. You are cheesy, no question. Cheesy guy. And you're um, soft. <laughs> I think I'm soft, kind-hearted. You haven't done push-ups in a long time. That's why you're soft. I have not done push-ups for the show, but of course I do them nightly. Do you? Oh, no, I don't. What a stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Our email address is breakisready at gmail.com. Guys, today's word of the day is ferret. F-E-R-R-E-T. Ferret. It is a verb. What do you think? My guess would be to gather things together, to, to ferret them, to go find them and bring them in. I think it's to seek it out. Wow. Go, go, um, kind, maybe it's the same kind of thing. Okay. But I'm going to ferret it out. You're going to, yeah, you're going to find it. Wow. You're going to search for it and yep. bring it, like bring it in. Like you're going to ferret is. it and get it together. There you go. So you've heard that phrasing before? Not just from the animal? I know a ferret from the animal, but yeah. that's kind of a ferret gets into little places because they're really? real wiry and small wow. and they you know, get into small places. Yeah. I never thought of that. And I've never heard that phrasing before. But yeah, ferret. To ferret means to find something, maybe such as information, by carefully searching. It is usually followed by the word out, ferret out. So I'm going to ferret out my keys from the junk drawer, something like that. I like that. So yeah, you guys were on track Listen, with that. This is my day, the day I'm going to come up with the quote. <laughs> I'm getting Scott's quote. I am on a roll. I'm feeling good about this. It's my day today. I'm going to figure it out the answer and I'm going to make it happen today. <laughs> there you go. I like it. Well, speaking of Joe being spicy, <laughs> like a cheesy burrito, mm -hmm. it is International mm -hmm. Hot and Spicy Food Day. Really? Yeah. So not a fan. International no. Hot and nope. Spicy Food. Not a fan. I'm curious, Joe, do you know any hot spices? Like, could you name some hot spices? I mean, there's... Pepper count? <laughs> soft. <laughs> soft. Pepper. Okay, how about ghost pepper or cayenne? There you go. Cayenne seasoning? Ca yeah, cayenne's very spicy. Um, ghost pepper's even more. Hot sauce? <laughs> okay, pass. Next. You know, listen, I like hot food, but I don't like hot just for heat. Right. I like it to have actually a good taste to it. Mm -hmm. I know there are some people who just want the hottest thing just so your back of your throat hurts and your nose is running and your eyes are watering. Do you sweat I'm, when you eat that hot stuff? Oh, yeah. Have, okay. And I think that's a good... Well, actually, you know what happens with me? The top of my head starts to sweat. <laughs> starts to glisten. I, it does. <laughs> and I know there's something going on there. But when it gets further than that, I'm not a... I don't like it just for that reason. Something about hot things, the more you eat, you kind of find yourself craving you to keep more. eating it? That, exactly. Absolutely exactly. not. <laughs> it's really strange how it does that. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you this. This was a bad, this was hot thing gone bad. I was eating pizza. We were in Chicago at Gino's eating this great Chicago deep dish pizza. I threw some red pepper flakes on there, spice mm -hmm, it up a sure. little bit. And apparently I had a, some pepper, red pepper flake residue on my fingers. Oh, no. <laughs> I rubbed my eye. And man, like it was immediate pain oh, no. and I could not get this to go away. So that was a for real wow. hot, spicy food. You got to be careful 
what you touch after you're messing with red pepper flakes. That was that was awful. I ran, ran to the bathroom. I, oh. I felt like my eye was going to burn out. That's why I stick to the Parmesan cheese. Like if you if you eat spicy things, Joe, it's like working out. You speed up your, you know, I like that. What would I rather work out? Or I'd rather eat spicy food. That's a tough one. Ooh. Right, because you're running to the bathroom every thirty <laughs> seconds. That's why your metabolism speeds up, right? That stuff wreaks havoc on the digestive system sometimes. Spicy food helps with blood flow, and it also kills bacteria and parasites, which is why a lot of countries use spice and heat to kill the parasites that will accumulate in your intestines from other things that you eat hmm. from the area. So yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, it's interesting. Bad water, right? You got to yeah, do sure. something to kill off yeah. the stuff in the bad water. Wow. Well. It's the second show of the year, right? We had first show of the year last week, obviously. This is the second show of the year. Um, you know, about two weeks in after the first of the year, it's kind of when you start thinking about all those New Year's resolutions you made and you're not getting them done, right? I mean, that happens to everything. So it's a ditch New Year's resolutions day. Joe or Chris, did you have any New Year's resolutions this year that you're finding you're having a hard time maintaining? I don't feel bad at all because I didn't have any. So I don't feel bad about not doing them. That's a win-win, right? Good for you, Joe. Good for you. <laughs> no, I don't. I really didn't have any resolutions. Neither of you really. You had nothing that you thought. You know what? I want to. Maybe it's not a resolution, but a goal. Did you have a goal? Oh, I've got a lot of goals. Okay. But I think a resolution is more like a personal habit or something maybe that you're trying mm. to get rid of. That's a bad habit. Or do something positive. Get rid of a bad or do something positive. Yeah. There. There you go. Okay. There you go. Maybe, ne- maybe next year. So here, did you, you know, there are a number of resolutions that uh, people make every year. And you know what the most popular one is? What would you think? Lose weight or exercise. There you go. Number one, exercise more. Number two, kind of a real close second is to eat healthier. Sure. Right. That's tough. Number three, I think a byproduct of doing both of those is to lose weight. Fourth is to save more money. And then the fifth most popular is to spend spend, more money, (laughs) spend more time with family and friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? So those are all pretty good. Those are pretty good goals. Now, here you go, Joe. I want to ask you, what do you think, knowing that those are the top five resolutions people make, Okay. what do you think the top five most broken Ooh. New Year's resolutions are? Eat healthier one, I think, has got to be the most broken one. Because that's, that's, I think, the hardest with today's world. Improving my diet, I'll, that's number five. So we'll say eating healthy, improving diet. That's, the, that's in the top five of most broken resolutions. Oh. Give me four more. Not exercising. Number two. And these are kind of consistent with the ones people are setting, <laughs> right? But it's clear go, why Joe doesn't have any resolutions Go now. with me. <laughs> Getting fatter. <laughs> Losing weight. Losing weight, I mean. There you go. You got three of the five, which happen to be three of the five most popular resolutions made. Now, sure. there's two... The last two left are not on this list. Ooh, okay. Now we're getting tricky. Now we're tricky. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number one, Joe. What hmm. is it? I think it is drinking. It's drinking. <laughs> People want to quit drinking, want to stay sober, but they can't do it. The oh, okay. most sure. broken resolution. And number three goes right along with drinking. Smoking. Smoking. People can't stop smoking. He didn't hesitate on that one. Right. He knows. <laughs> He's like, I tried it. I can't do it. I have never smoked anything in my life. Stop. I'm serious. Joe is a walking smoke machine because he's so hot. <laughs> So there you go. Breaking resolutions. That's amazing. Only two weeks into the year, and we're already talking about breaking resolutions. This is fun. I don't think of this being really something to do right now, which I'm not exactly certain why the day is right now in January, yeah. at least in North America. Granted, it's not winter everywhere, but you know, today it's 
zero outside. So it was cold. It's windy at least, which kind of made me think of this, but we wouldn't want to be outside doing this. It's International Kite Day. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it would be kind of a cold day to be outside. It would be really cold. You know, I remember as a kid on a nice spring day when there's a nice breeze out, it's like 60 degrees, 65. You feel like it's 80 because you've been living in, you know, sub freezing weather for so long. Just getting a fun, cheap kite going out on the side of the hill. We had a cornfield across the street. Crops weren't in. We go out there, sit, put a kite up in the air, sit and do that for hours and just look at it and kind of think how cool, you know, that's fun. I remember the first time I successfully got a kite up in the air where it could just would stay up there, you know, I thought that was just amazing. I was like, wow, this is just, this can't be a normal thing because it's just sitting up there, you know. I was the same I way because I never had much luck getting my kite up in the air. But one time I got it up yeah. and then I just kept letting out more string. And before long, this thing, I could hardly see it. Yeah. It was so far up there. And then I didn't know what to do with it. And I think then it just came crashing down, just destroyed the thing. But I, that's the one time I remember having success. And I just yeah. let it go, baby. That's just great. keep that string going out. You know, what's really, I think, neat is, have you seen some of the new kites out there? You've probably seen kite surfing, right? I mean, the people who put a wakeboard on and they have the kite that they can control with the parafoils. I mean, kites have gone from just a simple diamond kite to these parafoils that you can control and maneuver. And I remember seeing people with the two handled kites, you know, they'd have, they could make Mm -hmm. the kite turn, but these parafoils, the amount of wind that they can capture and stay up and just pull that they have. That's some pretty interesting technology that's coming out in kites. I don't know. I find it fascinating. And if you're not careful, those two will pull you up way above the ocean level or wherever you're wherever you're going. And now you're in trouble. Now yeah. you got a decision to make. Do I let go? Do I try to bring this thing back down? You go not for a for ride. Me. Maybe I'm a little bit soft, but no. I'm not going to do that. No, thanks. Yeah. That's just cool. I think that all that stuff is, I've not tried kite surfing, but I, I really would like to try it. I think it would be neat, but, but you got to know how to handle the kite and, there's a lot going on. You would do great there. You're a water guy. I like that the water would, a lot. Yeah, you would. But it would be fun to get a windy day and try to figure that out. That would be a good time. Well, we can't talk about kites and not mention that it's Ben Franklin Day. Hmm, ben Franklin, sure. right? You know Ben Franklin, Joe? Absolutely. <laughs> what do you know about Ben Franklin? He invented electricity. He did. Well, didn't invent it. Just kind of discovered it from lightning okay. on a kite. On a kite. How right? about that? With a key? A jar or something like that? Mm-hmm. A key in a jar. Tell me more. I'd like to know about that. That's about all I know. I don't know how he didn't die. <laughs> I was just thinking the same <laughs> thing. I'm thinking like, yep, it's pretty interesting. He was a curious mind. He saw lightning flashing through the sky and thought it was electricity and thought, I am going to put a kite up in a storm, not really realizing that if that thing came down and hit him, he's cooked. Oh, Literally. Yeah. And, and he contributed so much, or he has contributed so much to our society, what a shame to think if he died from that. We would be without all host of things. No, this guy, he did everything. He did yeah. it all. He was a stud in almost everything he did. Remind me a lot of you, Joe. <laughs> I mean, he really, yeah, he, he did it all. I mean, he invented Ooh. so many processes, so many organizations. I don't know if invented an organization is right. Founded a number yeah. of organizations. Yeah. Invented a number of things. Like you said, Joe, electricity. Bifocals were mm-hmm. a big one. Yep. Thank goodness for that. That's where I'm at in life right now. Thanks for Uncle Ben for... <laughs> yeah. I just got a pair. Making those. Really? I'm trying, I'm trying oh, to... Man, you guys are old. He was kind of the Elon Musk of his time. Really. I mean, he just invented so many things. That's a great point. Good analogy. We also have National Winnie the Pooh Day. Pooh Bear. Yeah. What do you know about Winnie the Pooh, Joe? See a guy? I know when I was a kid, I watched the... There was a movie cartoon, animated 
movie. Yeah. And then there was a, on Disney, there was like a live action Winnie the Pooh series that I watched. You did. So you are kind of a Winnie the Pooh guy. Well, I mean, I was a long time ago. Not so much now. The ladies would like that, Joe. That shows the sensitive side, right? <laughs> if you like Winnie the Pooh. We celebrate Winnie the Pooh Day because the author of Winnie the Pooh, A.A. Milnes, it was his birthday. And we celebrate it just hmm. to commemorate his birthday. He created it as a story for his kids. Yeah, and it's a good, good, um, I mean, there's a lot of good characters in that. Who's your favorite? I mean, I think it's got to be Eeyore. Is he really? I think so. Because he's kind of downtrodden. Thanks for noticing me. Oh, that's good, you Joe. Know, that's, that's a like, good impersonation. Yeah, that is great. <laughs> he yeah. was my favorite character. Really? Yeah. I had, a, as a kid, a little stuffed Eeyore that I slept oh. with. Yeah, Eeyore was my favorite character. I don't know why. Isn't that weird? That is cool. You still yeah. have it? And you know what? Until my parents moved, I think we had it somewhere. On your bed? No, it was not my bed. <laughs> Next to my pillow. parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got something for you, Joe. Since you, you claim to be... And I know you often brag about how much you know about Ben Franklin, and you said how much you love Winnie the Pooh. I wonder <laughs> if I gave you a few little bits of okay. uh, trivia, a few little questions, if you could tell me who, uh, if it's Ben Franklin or Winnie Ooh, the Pooh. Okay. Right? I think this should be easy. I'm Simple. sure it won't be, but what do you got? All right. So here we go. I want you to, an- I'm going to give you a little something. You just have to answer if it's Benny F or Pooh. Got it. All right. Here we go. Benny F or Pooh. He held a kite in a thunderstorm and discovered electricity. I'm going to go with Benny F. Benny F. did it. He held a red balloon and discovered people found him adorable. You know, I'm going to go poo. That's poo. All right. His favorite food is honey. Poo. Poo. He had a honey named Deborah Reed. (laughs) I'm going to go Benny B or Benny F. Benny F. Not Benny B. Benny (laughs) F. F. That was his wife, Deborah Reed. Really? That's his honey. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't know that, did you? 1953, Walt Disney Productions released an animated short film featuring him. Boom. That's Winnie the Pooh. That's Benny F, Joe. What? Benny F. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, You had me on that one. All right. Called Ben and Me. It was 21 minutes long. Also starred a mouse mouse. named Amos. I have definitely seen that. You saw Ben and Me. That's how I knew he created bifocals and some other things. Do they show that? Yeah. Outstanding. The mouse created it, actually, just so you know. And Ben took credit for it. He's of a thieving liar. <laughs> We've been fooled all Who's these gonna years. Who's going to believe the mouse is there? But I believe it. Okay, I do. Okay, so that was Benny F. I should have known that. Okay, he shares a birthday with Queen Elizabeth. I'm going to go Benny F. It's Pooh. Oh, all right. All right, I believe you. So we're told, right? Apparently, A. Milne said that his birthday is shares one with Queen Elizabeth. All right. Hmm. He used wooden swim fins to help him swim faster. I'm going to go Benny F. It's Benny F. All right. Invented swim fins. Did you see this about his swim fins, Scott? They they looked somewhat similar to the ones that we have today, only he put them on his hands. Oh, so sure. he has these okay. big, they almost, maybe look, they look like big catcher's mitts. Interesting. So he's- Made of wood. He's using these made of wood. Wow. And here's a crazy thing, Joe. Did you know this? Ben Franklin was actually, let me make sure I get this right, is enshrined in the International Swimming Hall of Fame. Really? Now that I did not know. This guy's a stud. There you go. All right. So he made swim fins. All right, Joe. His home is in the Hundred Acre Wood. That's Bunny the Pooh. Pooh. He visited Buckingham Palace in London. Ooh. I'm pretty sure it was Benny F. That was Pooh. Oh, really? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Pooh uh, visited because uh, uh, Buckingham ben- Palace wasn't even around oh, during really? Ben Franklin's okay. lifetime. I know he spent a lot of time in Paris, Ben right. Franklin. Okay. Which I obviously the Buckingham Palace is in London, of course, but there you go. I, I, think, was in I think it was, a, he lived in London for a bit. Oh, ben yeah. Franklin okay. did. I thought so. But it was actually Buckingham House. 
And then he died, died in 1790 and officially became Buckingham Palace in 1820. Tricky. So there you go. It was poo. All right. Last one. Chess is one of his pastimes. I believe that was Benny F. That's Benny F. All right. And he Ooh. was inducted into the United States Chess Hall of Fame. Wow. In 1999. That guy's so, a stud. So this guy's a swimmer. He's a chess player. And Hall, I am neither Hall one of those of fame, things. Neither one. And that's why he was able to pull Deborah Reed. That's why. <laughs> can you believe that? So there you go. Wow. I think you did pretty well, Joe. You only missed you know, a couple. Yeah. I got more than half right. There you go. You're going to stay soft. You're not doing push-ups again. That's all right. You know, I, I just, I, I am a, a Ben Franklin fan. And I think we have to just mention a few other things that he did. Good job, Joe, by the way. Ben Franklin also found ways to keep streets cleaner and deal with waste management. I think we're all thankful that he figured that out. He helped found America's first volunteer fire department. He helped found America's first public hospital, America's first mutual insurance company. The concept of daylight savings time, which I kind of get frustrated by, but he thought of it. Street lamps that gave more light and could not be so easily vandalized. Very smart guy. Science and imagination. Yeah, just amazing. And here's the thing. All those things that you mentioned are still here today. Right. So those are all things that we utilize today and really have bettered society. So it's pretty incredible that now with all the advancements in technology that we've had that 200 plus years later, mm -hmm. we're using all those things still pretty, pretty incredible. Yeah. And, and related to our industry, Chris, I mean, one of the things that he did come up with the concept of is using a matching fund to generate more donations for a nonprofit. So he said, hey, a big donor, don't just give us the money. Let us create a matching fund so that you'll match the contributions of other donors. And so that was his concept to not just take money, but help grow the money that was given to nonprofits. So just a fascinating, smart guy. It would have been neat how did to meet he, him. How did he never become president? I don't know. What? Lee Iacocca almost did. I mean, but right. he's, he's on the $100 bill. He is on the $100 it's, bill. It's incredible, He's on right? the Benjamin Franklin. That's right. That's true. And how, but how he never got that office, I don't know. That's a, a guy point. who did Virtually everything. Well, if he died in 1790, there wasn't a lot of time there, right? Because he went from George Washington to was Thomas Jefferson next. I think it was. Well, or I'm going to say John, John Adams. John Adams was next, and he did a lot for the you know founding of the country back in the day. You yeah. said he spent a lot of time in Paris, Joe. He did. What did he do in Paris? I think he was doing ambassadoring, like trying to get France. Oh, yeah. I think he had a big hand in trying to get France to join the war, Revolutionary War. So hey, smart. I watch a lot of he TV. Read. He knows all this from oh, Disney right. animated. He watched Ben and Me. He did. He learned it from a 21-minute Disney short. And John Adams, the HBO series, which I highly recommend. Oh, I've not watched that. Is that good to watch? It is good. It's a little slow in places, but I think it was really fascinating. Okay. We also have National Thesaurus Day. Joe, it's not a dinosaur. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, wait. Just making what? sure you knew, because you're not a big a reader. The Thesaurus Rex. A thesaurus. There you go. So it's uh, National Thesaurus Day. Do you use a thesaurus very often? I do not very often. It is rare. It is rare. But I have one on my shelf in the office just in case. It's rare. <laughs> it's unusual. It's not likely. It doesn't happen too much. Get what I'm doing there, Joe? I got gotcha. you. That sounds like a thesaurus. A, th I, a thesaurus. I used to love a thesaurus. Now you, you Google everything. You really don't need yeah. that book. But that book was awesome. So when Joe needs a word, he'll ferret around his office and he'll find his thesaurus on the shelf. Yeah. And then he uses ferret it. Ferret around. I and, love it. And Joe, you know what? That's why we have you do word of the day, to broaden your horizons, to to make sure that you get exposure to other words. Right? I think it's great. Yeah. Because yeah. my vocabulary has never been great. So that's that's probably a good idea. We also have take a walk outdoors day. And I know you like to do that. I do. With your dog. I yeah. do. Yeah. 
So take a walk outdoors. That's one good thing about having a dog is it makes me go out and go for a walk. Absolutely. And dogs appreciate it and they love oh. it, which means shouldn't we do it more? Yeah. Like I say to my dog, want to go for a walk? And he gets stoked. I mean, he's running around, he's barking. He's like, oh my gosh. You know, the Romans were the ones who really started taking interest in distance and measurement, mainly for military purposes, because they wanted to figure out how long it would take to move an army or resupply. Then we have Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau, and Mahatma Gandhi, who Mm -hmm. all shared about their perspectives uh, and their ideas on encouraging walking as a form of exercise and meditation for the soul. They said there's a real benefit to doing it. And I would say when I used to hunt and we would walk through the woods back to a duck blind or we might be hunting for partridge or something like that, we're walking through the woods. I would just say that that was some of the most worshipful time. And there's something majestic when you're just walking through the woods and no one's around and just it feels really good. I like going out when it's dark. And it is pretty cool. This is such an old person thing, but you can see the stars. You can see kind of the whole world wake up. If you're out there when the sun comes up, it's pretty awesome. And I find the same thing. It's just a great time to be alone and kind of gather your thoughts and just prepare for the day. I will say when I go for a walk, take the dog for a walk, that is a chance where I go, you know, think and you're thinking through things and whatever it may be. You're not distracted by the TV or your phone. Unless I get my phone out and checking Twitter while I'm walking the dog or watching the NFL or something. <laughs> hey, but usually it's just what, thinking. When you don't have your phone, when you're on a walk, what do you see? Animals. Yeah. Anything else? Birds, trees, you know, clouds. How many okay. planes I can see that are oh, flying those around. are good things. Yeah. yeah. So you're legit. You're legit. I'm a legit. Okay. So, <laughs> so here's what I want to do with you, Joe. You said, Scott, it was uh, National Thesaurus Day. Yeah. Ooh. See if we can combine that with take a walk. Outdoors Day. Okay. Okay. I'm curious what this entails. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some words that you probably wouldn't normally use in the course of normal conversation, which would be something that I think you would see when you're taking a walk outdoors. Mm, So for example, if I said youngsters amusing themselves with an orb, a normal conversational thing to say would be children playing with a ball. Uh, you follow that? Youngsters amusing themselves with an orb would be children playing with a ball. Okay, that's okay? that's tricky. It's going to be tough, Joe. <laughs> this is going to be so tough. So when you're outside and you see some animals, yep. have you ever seen a stag in the cops? I've definitely seen deer. In what, Joe? In the woods? Yes, you have. <laughs> wow, dude. This guy's a stud. Wow, he's, he's seen a stag. Deer in the, he's, a he's a stag, stag. in the cops. But what, uh, wait, wow. woods and cops? How does that relate? C-O-P-S-E. I don't know. It's another name for woods. Trees really? together. There okay. you go. Stag right. in the that, cops. That did throw me a little bit. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome, Joe. Sounds That's a little really iffy, impressive. doesn't it? All right, here we go, Joe. Have you When you're out on a walk, have you ever seen a creepy crawly in the sod? Oh, yeah. That's an earthworm in the dirt. That's pretty good. I have bug in the grass. Okay. Worm in the dirt. I, yeah, judges say that's a match. All right. How about this? A compact lad ingesting sorbet. Oh, yeah. A little kid eating ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Guy's a machine. He doesn't need a thesaurus. He doesn't. He is a walking thesaurus. Amazing. How about this? Half light on the seaside. Ooh. Half light on the seaside? Yeah. I'm going to say it's sunset on the beach. (laughs) Or sunrise. When I saw these, I thought, there's no way he's getting this. And he is killing it. Sunset on the beach. All right. Last one, Joe. Which is an amazing sight. Like if you're on the Gulf, you know, Gulf of Mexico, it's beautiful. Nothing better. I don't have any chance at getting the quote. Joe's just getting warmed up. I mean, if he's getting this, I might as well just quit. All right. Last one, Joe. A winsome adult female 
seeking out coffee. So let's just break that down. What is that? Winsome. I don't know what winsome fem- means, but an adult female is a lady. Yeah, it's a woman. Woman. If she's winsome. She's fun. She's outgoing. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's okay. I have beautiful. Pleasant. Beautiful, so beautiful lady, a, a beautiful, beautiful woman, woman. What? Seeking out. Okay. Looking for. A beautiful woman looking for coffee. What's another name for coffee? Beautiful woman looking for. A cup of. A cup of Joe. A beautiful woman looking for Joe. <laughs> That's it. A winsome adult female seeking out coffee. That's why you go out oh. on walks, Joe. <laughs> right. That's you walk why I go your for dog walks in the woods. <laughs> there's always a beautiful woman looking for Joe. You just have to be on the lookout for her. You know, I have, I have yet to see somebody in the woods. Well, Put down your phone. I might run if I saw someone in the woods. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, ah. You're walking in the wrong places, Joe. You have uh, to walk, you know, while there's sunsets on the beaches. That's where you find the winsome uh, adult females. So yeah. there you go. I'm not even going to guess the quote. <laughs> well, I have no chance it, whatsoever. Ferret out in the back of your mind some of these clues I'm going to give you, and you can figure out who it's going to be. Man, Joe, I'm blown away with you. I am blown away. Well, this is not Ben Franklin. Oh, I was going to guess Ben Franklin. It's not. It's All right. Mark, and it's not Mark Twain. Tom Cruise. But I'm going to keep it in the same vein here. So here, closing quote. Science does not know its debt to imagination. Here's the first clue. It's an inventor. He was Harvard's class poet. Hmm. Harvard. <laughs> Harvard, what class? His father a- died. His father died when he was a kid. His aunt was in charge of raising him and educating him. So, she, and she took it seriously. So she educated him very well. And he actually went to Boston Latin School, which is still a school. It's the oldest school in America right wow. now. But Boston Latin School, and he attended there until he went to Harvard College at the age of fourteen. Which actually, apparently, back then, the kids went to went to college at a very young age. So, but he went to Harvard at the age of fourteen. At Harvard, wait a minute, say that he went to Harvard when he was fourteen. Yeah, but back in the time, it was not uncommon. Kind of giving you a little bit of a clue. At Harvard College, he learned Latin, Greek, geometry, physics, history, and philosophy, and he agreed to write and deliver a poem for Harvard's class day, which is really its valedictorian day. While it was a good poem. It wasn't great, and the faculty actually offered the job to be the class poet to several other people, but nobody wanted to do it. He got it by default. So he was the class poet at Harvard, but by default. This is all the first clue. Was it Tesla? It was not Tesla. Oh, man. A.A. Okay. A. Milne. It was not A.A. A. Milne, but I like that. would have like been that. good. Yeah, that would have been good. Next clue. After he graduated, he ran a school for girls, but he realized he didn't like teaching, so he didn't want to go. He didn't want to do that anymore. So he left. And he enrolled at Harvard's Divinity School. He decided he wanted to become a minister following in his father's and grandfather's footsteps. Apparently, problems seeing, so he had some bad eyes. At the time, he could have gotten a pair of bifocals Bifocals from from Ben Franklin. He could have, but he didn't. Benny F's bifocals. He never really fully graduated from Harvard Divinity School. Still became licensed to preach, and then he left, and he became a preacher at a Unitarian church in Boston. So he started a girl's school, didn't like teaching. Well, he didn't start it. He just worked there for a while. Worked at a girl's school. decided he didn't like teaching, so he went back to Harvard. He became a pastor, ultimately, for the Unitarian Church. Paul Revere. No. No, Joe, it's not Paul Revere. That's a dumb guess. <laughs> ben Franklin. I don't know that, don't know that Paul Revere Thomas went to Jefferson. Harvard. T- stop it. That's my guess. <laughs> Retract that. You can't do it. He went Paul Revere. I'm going Thomas Jefferson. It is not, Win. It is right not, here. It is not Thomas Jefferson. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Keep ferreting in the back of your mind. And We're going to get this, this, Chris. Think this. Are we, Joe? Are we going to get it or are you going to get it? I'm going to get this. 
he left the church hmm. and started writing and lecturing. And he turned his love of writing into a career as being a frequent lecturer. He traveled around New England, reading his essays and speaking to audiences about his views on nature, the role of religion, and Stop. his travels. Oh, my word. Joe knows it already. I don't think so. I don't think this would be it. Thomas Paine. It is not Thomas Paine. If it was, I would have <laughs> thrown something at you. I'm going to finish the, the clue because he jumped the gun. He Sorry. gave one of his most famous talks, a commencement speech to graduating students at the Harvard Divinity School. So apparently, even though he didn't graduate from the school, they had him back to give a commencement talk. His Divinity School address was radical and controversial at the time since he expressed his transcendentalist views of individual power over religious doctrine. So he's going through a process and he would be considered one of the founding fathers of transcendentalism. Like that helps me at all. I don't even know <laughs> what, what is that. Is that? I didn't know what it Can was either. Can we get a thesaurus I... out yeah. and tell me what that means? <laughs> Word of the day, Joe, to. transcendentalism. He wrote and lectured about the evils of slavery and he frequently criticized Stop. President Lincoln for not doing enough to end it. He gave an anti-slavery lecture in Washington, D.C. and was invited to the White House to meet Lincoln. After the meeting, he praised Lincoln's charisma and storytelling ability, saying that the president impressed me more favorably than I had hoped. He also called Lincoln a sincere, well-meaning man with a boyish cheerfulness and clarity in speech. If you just know there's consequences to guessing this right. <laughs> I have a guess. Okay. Is it William Wilberforce? No. Oh. It's Ulysses S. Grant. It is not oh, Ulysses S. Grant. I know it's not. Was it, was, it was not. That, that was, was a terrible was... guess because he was he's he, he was rough. He was a soldier. Yeah. He wasn't a pastor. Moody. This person kind of left their faith a little bit, which isn't great. Oh, but I think really? as he explored nature and a few other things, he just got confused a little bit, and so I know he didn't he didn't know. You, Hang on, before you say before you say, Joe, because I think I believe you probably do know it. I've used this person's name on the show. Really? I have. was a little clue. I, I want to give you subliminally. Yes. Oh, I subliminally. I'm not right then. Okay. He's going to take it back. Oh, so yeah. I no. Just, there also, you go. I just, Look at, I just helped you, Chris. Don't, mm -hmm. don't worry. So, I'll guess though still. <laughs> okay. Is it Charles Darwin? It is not Charles Darwin. Uh, how? Are, what show were you a part of where he mentioned <laughs> Charles Darwin today? We have all been sitting here. There was not one time did he mention Charles Darwin. I thought maybe it was one of those uh, walking speeches he was talking you, about where I... Dozed off. Well, he's watching I don't even Bay know what Packers you're talking game. about. A walking speech. What is that? <laughs> a walking speech by Charles Darwin? <laughs> what is that? Oh, man. <sighs> okay. Wait, don't tell us no the more, answer. No more guesses. I'm you not. guess too I much. Gave you, I gave you a little clue. I don't hear a lot of guesses coming from you, Chris. Because I'm thinking. You're, <laughs> I can't get a word in. You're talking Charles Darwin walking speech. Charles Darwin. Oh my word. Oh, Say every person that's ever existed and you're going to get it right, Joe. At least I'm trying. <laughs> Chris, just because he hasn't given, thrown out answers that randomly come to his head like you have, doesn't mean he's not thinking or trying. They're educated guesses. I'm thinking. The top of my head is sweating like I've just had <laughs> spicy food here. I'm so nervous. All right. What's your guess, Chris? He's wrecking his brain thinking about names. I'm ferreting it out clue. right now. Right. That's I'm right. thinking. Next he's clue. thinking. Okay. I'll let you get the first guess next. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> nice. influenced, noble of you. He influenced Emily Dickinson Ooh. and Henry David Thoreau. He gave Thoreau housing and money, encouraged him to keep a journal, and let him have land to build a cabin on Walden Pond. The two friends often discussed transcendentalism. We just 
mentioned that earlier. Although they had some intellectual disagreements, this person gave the eulogy at Thoreau's no. funeral. No. You I, cannot. You know Ralph Waldo Emerson, the backer, comes there we go. up with the win. He's got the win. <laughs> Who is that? I've never That's even heard right. of him. Well, Ralph he ain't Waldo. Charles Darwin. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Ralph Waldo Emerson, my new bestie. How did you know that? Listen. He I, told you. I listen. I did not tell him. I listen. When he said Henry David Thoreau. When did you say that? I said it when we were talking about walking in the woods. Yeah, I missed and, out. That's where, and, I, those, that's where I, uh, zoned out. <laughs> there you go. That was why I missed it. Because it's one of these walking in the woods stories. Right? It is such a good day today. It's uh, a good day. You know, congrats, Chris. Thank you, man. Even you, a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a, a while, right? You deserve a dinner for that. Oh, baby. Let's go. Oh. Good Ralph job. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Which wow. I, mean, I never would have got that. Which is true. Science does not know its debt to imagination. You know, it's very hard and analytical, but yet most great inventions come from imagination. Ben Franklin had a great imagination to think up of all the things he did. He had to look at it and he's a man of science. So great point. Yeah. Love it. That was I'm, good. I'm on cloud nine. I don't want this day to end ever. <laughs> it's the best day ever. All right, guys. Well, you know what? It's been fun. Listener, thank you for joining us. And we just want to say, remember to be curious, be bold, and be yourself. And we'll be back in a week. (laughs) I am roasting over here. Scott is taking off his shirt slowly. Not sure what's happening. I feel funny. Right. I feel a little bit funny inside. (laughs) Which is where probably most kites come from today, too. I mean, they're all, everything's made in China. (laughs) In case you didn't get that, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everything comes from China, sure. Did you ever find a partridge up in the pear tree? I shot a couple. I knew. I I I knew that was coming. He brings something so inspirational, (laughs) and you just cheapened it by going partridge in a pear tree. You know, the funny thing is, once he said no pear trees, but as soon as he said. As soon as he said partridge, I heard nothing else because that's I know. all I could think of. Right. <laughs> and I wanted to say, I got to get it out there. I'm sorry. <laughs>